Hi, everyone. This is Jackie Cooper with J. Cooper Travels, and I want to welcome everyone to this episode. And I will be um, introducing our guest in just a short second. But for those that are new to J. Cooper Travels, I just want to share a little bit about the talk show and how I got started. So J. Cooper Travels is actually um, more than just a travel show, even though we do talk about where are we going around the world. It's also about how do we travel in life? Because again, our personal journeys uh, can take us in many different locations, both, you know, through staycations and through our own minds, as well as, you know, where we go around the world. So J. Cooper Travels um, is able to kind of bring you to different people, to different careers to different um, situations that will help you with your own personal journey to help find the peace and the joy and the uh, the life that you're creating for yourself and your family. So my background is that I'm an attorney, but I'm also a special educator and I'm also a business person and a single mom. And I've loved all parts of that. And I've met people on my social media who've had fascinating stories. And today I'm going to be talking with a person whose story is really inspiring and I'm really excited to, excited to have her on. So Lisa, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I know that you've written a book and you have a really amazing journey and we're going to explore all of that today. So uh, for those that are listening, definitely hop over to the YouTube side so you can see the book. But for those that are listening on the talk show side, um, you know, again, we're going to be describing different things. And for everyone who's listening, I'll definitely have um, all the links in the blog below. So if you don't have paper and pen, as we mentioned, different websites for where you can get the book or contact Lisa, don't worry, come back to this episode and you'll be able to write, you know, down all the, the information because it'll be in the blog below. So Lisa, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, I'm Lisa Haysha and I'm the author of Soul Blazing. And this is a book that took me 10 years to write. I've traveled to over 60 countries and stayed with the Sufis in Cappadocia and Bedouins in the mountains of Petra and with the shamans in Peru and all over, stayed in Egypt, stayed everywhere. And I was trying to explore the human journey and what makes us tick, what makes us do the things we do, why is there so much division and hate in the world and how can we bridge that gap? So I realized that we all have imposters, the word I use, that stop us from living our best life or taking chances or dare to be our authentic selves because we want to be loved and we want to fit in and we want to accommodate. So we start putting on different masks. Mm -hmm. So we'll be loved. So I want to offer people listening to this to remove their mask and to see who's underneath because we all have to be ourselves because everyone else is taken. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. So, you're right. Every, uh, you know, we're all unique in our own yes. personal selves. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's the, really the heart of it. It's really transforming your imposters into superpowers. And when you do that, you could live a more purposeful, authentic life. And that is my whole mission on this planet. I think especially after COVID and lockdowns, 
people started waking up and going, wait, I've just been on this treadmill. I hate my life. I hate my partner. I hate this. I hate that. And now they had an opportunity to go into what they want, but then they don't know what to do with it or how to get to that destination. That's very and true. And I love that you talk about travel <laughs> because travel is one of my deepest passions and love. It has changed my life completely. And you could travel physically or through your mind or through your heart. It is just so beautiful, beautiful and fluid. I agree with you. I know that I've traveled with my daughter um, since she was young and I wanted to share with her all different cultures and to be able to explore, you know, the personal journey when you travel too, you open yourselves up sometimes to things that you didn't think that you would do in your home country. And yes. so the fact that you have gone to all these different places just blows my mind. Um, how did you decide on the, the title soul blazing? Because I worked after all these travels, I realized I was very street smart. You know, I really got in and got messy but I thought I love this work so much. And I found myself naturally coaching people through all my life experiences mm -hmm. that I thought, let me go get a master's degree in psychology. So I ended up doing that. And then in that program, you get to, you have to do your 3000 hours. And I decided to do volunteer work at a prison, Chowchilla prison, all women, they're lifers. And it's a four day um, process where you start and you try to get through most of the 250 um, inmates that are there. And on my last day, my last client was the bully of the prison. And she was just so mean. And she's like, well, what are you doing in here? And what do you want? I've been in here for 23 years. Nothing could help me. I've seen everybody from priests and nuns and counselors, therapists. So I looked at her and I thought, ooh, what we're taught to do in this class won't really work. Maybe I'm going to do what I do on the road, <laughs> which is really connecting to someone's soul instead of analyzing their mind and asking yeah. them smart questions, which all works, but everyone's different and hears and sees things in a different way. So you can't be a one-trick pony with everyone, as you probably know, especially being in law. So I decided I, what I do is I soul gaze. So I hold her hands and I look them in the eyes and I try to do that with her. And she's like, stop it. You know? And I hate your fucking briefcase. I'm like, oh, I hate my briefcase too. I, I brought this here. That's my imposter to look professional in front of you. You know, we kind of made a laugh and, you know, about it. And then we just started being real. I started saying, you know what? You're so ugly on the outside because you're hiding from something inside your beauty. And I went up on this really trajectory of being honest with her and not just, you know, you could heal, you could get better. And she just started crying and said, Lisa, you blazed my soul. Then I said, look, you thought you had nothing to give. That's what I am. I'm a soul blazer. After all these travels, nobody said those words to me. I said, I'm going to write a book one day and it's going to be called soul blazing. And that's when I started calling myself a soul blazer instead of a life coach, which I thought really fit because I went around the world and talked to so many souls, not the people. And then I started looking for my soul family when I travel, because I realized you can make a quick connection in a minute. Yes. Yes. I was in Prague jumping on a bus and the bus started to move abruptly. And I ended up falling on this older woman's lap. And then I got uncomfortable and I, you know, jumped off her and sat back and we looked at each other and I'm like, 
grandma. And she's like, what? <laughs> and we both started laughing and we, I took her hands and started looking at her. She kind of started tearing up. I started tearing up and she, you know, reached her hands behind her neck, unclasped her necklace, put it in my hand and closed my hand. And we just sat there holding each other. And she got up at the next stop. I helped her out. And it was just like, that was my grandmother who just passed that I missed so much, came into someone else and gave us that minute to say goodbye. Yeah. And that's how powerful travel is and soul travel. Yeah. Connection between people, you know, again, um, is, is extremely powerful. And I think that that's one of the things that, as you talked about COVID, it was like a snow globe. You know, it shook a lot of people up because they realized that they were disconnected because they had to be separated. And then it also created a peace and a pause and they didn't know what to do with that. And then when they had the opportunity to go back into the world, so to speak, to reconnect, they realized that some of those connections needed to be different. Um, you know, and that's, it, it made them define their life differently. So um, I, with your book, when you, how is it structured? You know, how uh, is it through storytelling or is it so people can take different parts of their journey to figure out who they are? How do you how does the book work? It's structured as people should go on my website and take the first quiz. quiz. (laughs) Yeah. And see which imposter is their dominant imposter. Okay. Then I have it broken down. I story tell of, you know, an introduction, how it came about, my travels, the people I met, and about the different masks we wear. You know, because in acting, you know, we have the two masks, but there's so many more than that. So I start there, and then I just break it down into the different imposters and their superpowers and their saboteurs. So there are the different imposters. Yeah, so that's each great. chapter is an imposter, and then I wrap it up. So I give a couple of stories, a personal story and a client story, and, you know, get into what each imposter means. And there's so many imposters. I just broke it down to the top seven after working with about 100 people over about five or six years of saying what category. Oh, they use sex to get what they want. They're a seductor. Oh, they're a victim. This person did this to me. I didn't have enough money. I didn't have this. Oh, victim. You know, whatever the story is. Oh, uh, I clobbered them. I don't hope. Oh, egotist. You know, so I just started lumping them in these categories or people who judge. So, oh, judge imposter. So I have these wonderful categories where I went, wow, really the human condition could be boiled down to very simplistic steps. And before when I was um, doing therapy work, so many people were like, God, what's the ego? What's this? It was too big or their problems were too big. Once I narrow it down to say, let's just focus on this. This is the core of how you behave in life. This was your wound. Let's find that origin story that made you want to, you know, I'm in Hollywood. I worked with a lot of actors. What made you want to be a seductor to get what you want or do things that made you feel shameful afterwards, but you succeeded or not. We get to the core and then we name that character. Then when that character presents itself, they could see it. Oh, that's my imposter, Claire. That's my imposter, you know, Tom, whatever it is, I'm not going to go there. They could take a minute and say, let me pause, which is one of the rules I have, you could either react or respond. Imposters react, authentic soul responds. So take that second, take a minute and go, wow, 
look at me going into that trap again. I'm not going to do it this time. Yeah. And once you do that several times, your behavior changes. Yeah. And your whole life starts to take on a whole different trajectory because you're empowered and you're not being run by your negative thoughts of I'm not good enough. I, you know, I suck. I'm not funny enough. Whatever your issues are. So, so when you, um, when you were traveling, um, did a lot of the inspiration for this book come from the people that you were meeting and around the country, the different parts of the world? Yes. And I cut a lot of that out. (laughs) (laughs) Because the book was this thick and I gave it to a couple of editors. I'm like, this is a whole nother book. So that's going to be on the heads, which is next. (laughs) So everyone is listening. There'll be another episode. It'll be about the second book. So was there, um, what was the f- most uh, inspirational story in one of your travels that, um, you know, gave you a takeaway that you uh, maybe for a seed in the book that you that you have currently written? You know, was it uh, working with the shamans or what? Where did you go? And, you know, what what story would you like to share from the travels that kind of will relate to this as well? Well, one of them was. I went to Iraq to find my roots. My dad's from Baghdad. And after that journey, which we don't have time to get into, which was spectacular. And that's another book under a Baghdad roof. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Filled with stories. Um, wait, there's more. So after that, I went to chill in Petra because Petra's so beautiful. And when I went there, I saw this guy standing at the entrance of Petra I just, Mohammed, and I went to give him a hug, and he's like, do I know you? I'm like, you forgot about me. He's like, ah. I'm like, I'm just kidding. Everyone I met is Mohammed. <laughs> yeah, Mohammed. But, and he became a soul family. I went back there several times, and he was always in the same place, and we connected, and he took me around, took my friends around. Amazing. But when I met him, he said, don't go down that route. That's for tourists. Let me take you on a journey. I'm like, Okay. So he took me on a journey and he had me get in his car and then he went to the grocery store, got a few things. Then we're going up the hill this way where Petra's this way. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. The wrong direction. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, did I get myself in trouble all the time? Kept going and he picked up a few of his buddies. So now there's three buddies in the car and we keep traveling up. I'm like, oh my God, because I trust people so much. And I just go with the flow. I go, okay, I pushed my luck too far. I'm in a car with all these Muslim men that I don't know from Adam and nobody knows I'm here. But so I went up there and by the time we got up there, there was a cave there, several caves with other family members there. They had candles stuck into the cave, all lit up, a Turkish rug. They had food being cooked, chicken and potatoes and tomatoes being cooked underground all day. So by the time we got there, it was almost finished. And it was one of my most amazing experiences because there were five different wives and one husband and like 50 children, grandchildren, whatever. And I'm like, how do you do it? So I'm going to blaze your family. (laughs) Let me blaze the wives. Let me blaze you. And learning about that, they're like, how are you traveling alone? And look at us, we're, we're in a pack. And then I said, Oh no, in America, we're more independent. We do travel with a spouse or friends and family, and we travel alone to find ourselves and to explore in a different way. They're like, uh, oh, I get it. I get it. I'm like, what? Pamela Anderson, Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Pamela Anderson, Americans. I'm like, no, 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 we're not all like Pamela Anderson. Baywatch. Trust me, no, 
oh my God, that's hilarious. But then he said, I, you know, everyone left this and that. And he said, you're staying here because you need an experience of sleeping up here, not in a hotel. I'm like, no, 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 I have to go. I have friends. And he goes, no, you're staying. And I'm like, oh my God. So I ended up staying there and overlooking the cliff and you could touch the stars and the black sky. It was just mesmerizing. But all I had was a Pareo and a little tank top and flip flops. And you were cold. Else. You were cold probably. No, it was like 120. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but it's like filthy, dirty from all day. And I don't brush my teeth, you know, no toilet paper. There's no bathrooms. So it was like, I had to go out in the wilderness and just make do. And then he came to my cave and said, can I kiss you? Can I go with you? And I said, no, 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 no. I'm a virgin. I'm Because <laughs> I really respect virgins. And he said, okay, okay, sorry. I didn't mean it. I just felt close to you. I'm like, go away. So he's like, okay, went away. And then the morning I woke up and there was nobody there. And I thought, oh my God, I'm here by myself. What's going on? And then I hung out for a while. Then about an hour and a half later, when I was about to trek down, I hear a car coming up. And I'm like, what's going on? I said, I thought you left me. He said, no. I said, what time is he? he goes, oh, it's only 6 a.m. Because the sun comes up so early. I thought it was like 8 or 9. Then I said, I thought you left me here. He goes, if you had accepted my kiss, I would have left you here. Because I'm not going to just be it. And a, someone's postcard is a little thing, you know, of I got to kiss a Bedouin. He said, but now that you didn't, I'd like to marry you. And I want your name to be Shadia. <laughs> Shadia, will you be my wife? And it was just the cutest thing ever. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, because they're so, um, you know, rule-oriented and culturally-oriented since I was part Middle Eastern and that I was such a good girl and could really avoid being with him. And the self-confidence of him. Here's a guy about five foot four thick, thick skin of dirt, hair with sand in it that was all out. I mean, he probably hasn't taken a shower bath in a year, maybe three teeth left. Every syllable we got, you know, a flow of Middle Eastern food coming. And I'm just, oh my God, he thinks he's the sexiest man alive. He thinks he's Brad Pitt. And he's just amazing how he carries himself for soul place. And I thought, that's all it is. It's a switch. Your imposters keep you down. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're too fat. You have wrinkles. You're too old. You're this. When in fact, you're a beautiful being, it's just changing your thought. And when you express yourself like that, people respond to it. People admire you and they start to look at you like that. I didn't look at him as anything other than this amazing, really beautiful God. And it was just like, wow, he really holds his power. And that's a great lesson for people who feel I just got the short end of the stick and whether it's work, money, looks, height, you know, skin color, whatever, what someone wants. And they, it's not true. It's everyone is perfect the way they are and we're all needed and everyone is taken. So be yourself. (laughs) And yeah. And it just empowers. And when I do that in workshops, and then I have people be the fixer, be the narcissist, be the seductor using the same lines. You can see their whole body transforming into somebody else where it's like, wow, that person's amazing. I want to know them. That person I don't want to know at all. And it's the same words, yeah, same conversation, yeah. but how it's presented. Yeah. And hubbly bubbly is what we call them because he used the hookah pipe so much. Um, <laughs> taught me that. It's all about how you respond. So when I travel, I find exercises that are unique and create them and put them in my workshops. 
So do you have, I mean, we're going to be talking for a few more minutes, but do you have a tip or a takeaway for those that are listening um, that they should remember, um, you know, because uh, our conversations, you know, are we're covering a lot. So is there a tip or a takeaway that you would like them to think about? Well, I think that's a good tip of be you, everyone else is taken, Yeah, you know, be you authentically. I think that's a great tip. And to start that journey every morning, wake up and take a minute to look at yourself. Just look yourself in the eye and just stare at yourself because we don't even do that. We don't know who we are. We just brush our teeth, you know, wash our face, get in. We got to go to the next thing and tell yourself, I love you. Yeah. Just say, I love you. And what do you love about yourself? Find that authentic thing and say three things you're grateful for. Even I just woke up. A lot of people don't wake up anymore. And it's just, I woke up. I have friends or I'm aware. I'm starting a new journey. Today's day one of the rest of my life because I'm going to change patterns, whatever it is. Just say something of gratitude and tell yourself, I love you and look in the mirror, look at yourself, not just, I love you, you know, just stare. And that is so hard when I do that in workshops. Oh my God. And I tell them to go to the room and stand naked and do that. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do that. I don't know. It's like, oh my Lord, we are judgmental people. Stop already. It's just a human vehicle. It's our soul that matters. Who cares? And the more you hate on yourself, the more you'll dress a certain way that mm-hmm. turns people off. You'll say things, do things. You're going to be, you know, standoffish because you don't want to get hurt. So it comes across as arrogant or you're not interested. And it just defeats so many opportunities you have to grow. I believe we're spiritual beings having a human adventure here. This yes. is an experience. And if you shut yourself off, to all these amazing people and your soul family and not caring, you are missing the point of life. It's not about how much money you have in your bank account. To me, it's how many friends have you touched? How many people in the world have you touched and made a difference? When I travel, I learned this from um, another grandma figure, Annie Rock. She said, she read my tea leaves and told me this whole story, which we don't have time to get into, but it was incredible. And I just said, that was such a great gift. Because I'm going to give you another gift. I said, what? Because when you go to a country, don't just take. What are you leaving behind? Exactly. And I thought, whoa, you know, you just go there. I want this adventure. I want that adventure. I want to go to this site and that site. And I want to try their food and I want to buy their stuff. What are you giving? So now I always take a suitcase with me of stuff because I live in Hollywood. You know, so stuff from Hollywood, T-shirts, pencils, and, you know, some medicines if I'm going to a developing country. And I start passing them out to people I meet and I give them something. I try to share wisdom. I invite someone out to eat. I'll meet, see someone eating at a cafe by themselves. I'll pay their bill. I'll never even meet them. We don't even speak the same language. But when you're doing something like that, your whole life starts to shift and you'll start those miracles coming back to you too. Because when you give, you're really selfish. You're really getting a lot more than you're giving. It's true. Because it comes back tenfold slammed at you and it's just like well i can't believe that coincidence happened and you're like oh maybe because of this or that and if you really start to look back or the people who always have bad luck it's like who are you being in the world to always have bad luck and when you tune into i have bad luck you're going to get bad luck when you tune into everyone is my soul family when i travel you're going to find your soul family yeah because people are going to feel comfortable around you they're going to sense that oh they like me for me they don't even know me but their energy is warm 
And you, and, and taking what you're saying, it's, you know, you can apply that even locally when you travel in your own neighborhood, because yeah. again, a lot of times I know I found, um, I'm a lot more open when I'm overseas because I want to meet other people. And when I come back, I realized, Hmm, why am I not, you know, turning to the person next to me, like you said, on the bus or somewhere local and saying, hi, how's your day? Because you do that when you're overseas because you want that experience and the same thing, that same experience can happen in your own neighborhood. And like you said, by giving back, it actually is the law of return. So um, yeah, that's very, very special. So um, one thing that we haven't done yet, how do they find you? How do they, how, how do they find your book? Would you, can you share your website and contact information, please? <laughs> yes. It's soulblazing.com. It's just how it sounds, S-O-U-L-B-L-A-Z-I-N-G.com. And my name is Lisa Haysha, which you could get it that way too, H-A-I-S-H-A. And also Amazon. And March 8th is the day to buy, 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 you know, to make it a bestseller. <laughs> so it's really exciting. It's really my life journeys and not going really deep in some of them, but some of them are deep. And, you know, I have a couple other books in the works that are going to share deeper travel stories and more storytelling. But this is a great guide for anyone who wants to get in touch with their soul. If they're sick of being a victim or a narcissist or a seductor and making bad choices all the time or life just doesn't work out for them. This is a great, simple, 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 dumbed down book of each category of your life and how to make that aspect of you soar because once you get rid of your victim you could go oh what where am i a narcissist where am i a fixer where am i an overthinker where i'm not getting things done what what is stopping me and you could really it opens you up to greatness in every area of your life and a very and very simple steps i have a soul practice s-o-u-l which is stop observe understand and liberate i love it i love it yeah and then you liberate yourself from all these you know constructs that you were born into so um did you pick the date march 8th for a reason or why is that the, the launch day ah that's awesome <laughs> yeah 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 so i wanted to come out on a powerful day yeah for sure definitely for sure so everyone who's listening definitely like and subscribe but also for um Make sure that you go uh, to Amazon and look for Soul Blazing, um, both on March 8th as well as at any other time that you might, you know, stumble on the talk show. Um, I will include my links below as well because I have um, a variety of things that I do that I think will also empower you as well. So um, any last minute thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners before we sign off? I would just wish everyone to be able to take off their masks and step into their power and step into their authentic selves. Cause that's a wild, wild adventure. That's a great trip to take. It is. And like you said, everyone is their own person and is unique. And so, um, as I always say at the end of the J Cooper travel show, um, everyone be kind to yourself, be kind to others. We're all connected. We're all one world and have a great day. Thank you so much. Lisa, for being on. I look forward to future episodes to talk about your many books that you are have been sharing and all the stories that you are telling. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you. It was really fun. Recording stopped.